My name's Ian Hughes. Just after one o'clock here on this lovely Friday afternoon. Thanks for coming along. I am really pleased to welcome into the KBCS studio today Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats. They've been called a bizarro version of Springsteen's Asbury Park era and a non-icky take on Blue-Eyed Soul, both of which really make me laugh. Uh, to me, they're like the Frankenfurter house band uh, channeling Amy Winehouse covering Tom Waits, but with original songs. You know what I mean. They're Americana, but they also redefine Americana. This isn't so much a contradiction as a national pastime to redefine. To paraphrase Galway Canal, Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats aren't the birds that fly out of the ashes, but rather they're the band that seems to simply be open to the flame. Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats. Once more, we're hitting a 
him next door Yelling that he has a gun I'm high but not freaking out Even though I'm all messed up Did I come to Ocean Shores to die On a hotel room floor Become my afternoon And my 
depression works the graveyard shift all of the people I've ghosted stand inside the room I should not be left to my own devices They come with prices and vices I'll end up in crisis I'll wake up screaming from dreaming One day I'll watch as you're leaving Cause you got tired of my scheming One last time It's me, hi I'm the problem, it's me It's see, time Everybody agrees I'll stare directly at the sun But never in the mirror Must be exhausting Always rooting for the anti-hero Cause the play is gonna play KBCS Roots Rock and Soul listening here live in the KBCS studio to Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats. You can catch them at Tim's Tavern on Saturday, July 22nd. And uh, we are really thrilled to have you guys back in here. Thanks so much for having me. And I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So um, shake it off. Uh, I feel like I've heard that before and I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, uh, Talk to us about Shake It Off. <laughs> well, that's from this uh, very struggling indie, indie artist coming to Seattle next week. We wanted to give her some props and, uh, you know, give her a little bit of a shout out. So, uh, yeah, no, we love Taylor. We're big T-Swift fans and, uh, yeah, from way, way back. You do, uh, you know, the, the, the Harbor Rats, you guys do a pretty uh, healthy uh, bunch of covers. How do you kind of uh, pick what you want to do? Like, because they're, they're quirky and they're fun and Truly, at the same time, the, if you really didn't know the song, I think you would just imagine it is a Harbor Rats song. Like, you really make them your own. Well, well Ian, we'll tell you, because we trust you and love you, that we have this side hustle of doing <laughs> cover gigs in town because we're struggling musicians and we need a way to get by. And so we have a shtick where we uh, have these covers that we play you know, songs people want to hear at weddings and what have you, but we do them our own way because we don't know how to play them any other way. And, uh, and we want to present something, uh, uh, cool and new too. I love it. I love it. Uh, you have a potentially new record on the way at some point here on the horizon, and we're going to get into that and all of it. Uh, but I'm going to start with sort of a non-question uh, story and Those see if I can favorite. incite you instead. Um, when I was a kid, growing up in an evangelical household and going to church camp in the summers, the first thing that I really ever wanted was a, was a boombox. And in fact, it actually still sits in my office right here at the station. It's the like same boombox? The, the exact one. And the first tape that I wanted was Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> because 
<laughs> this this uh, teen this teenager uh, who used to uh, babysit me when I was a kid. That's what she liked, and so that's what I liked. And I did. I, I for once I actually got what I wanted. I got the boombox. I got the tape. Uh, Eye of the Survivor. Uh, Eye of the Tiger. And then I immediately went off to a church camp and. Uh, they really preached the evils of rock and roll that summer. Yeah. And I came home after a summer of indoctrination, and I took a hammer to that Survivor Eye of the Tiger tape in a sort of moment of religious fervor. That's my story. What's yours? Oh, man. we I got a song about your story and mine. Uh, it's called Christian Rock. We're not playing it today, but it goes, and I got out the hammer and smashed the shell to bitches. And I, you know, and that's that's what I did. I'd go through these phases of taping songs off the radio and getting cassettes like you had, and then thinking like I shouldn't be listening to this, and then getting rid of all those cassettes, and then I the start cycle would start again, you know, yeah. and that guilt would always rise and fall, rise and fall. What what does that tension do to you years later? Because I don't know that it's ever completely exercised to use a religious. Term. It, it's not. I mean, that's what the music does. It exercises it, you know, and you keep confronting it. You keep, you know, checking in with yourself and saying, where are we at with this right now? And that's what it does. And that's what all these songs do. We're, we're writing the new album you mentioned. It's all about, it's kind of a concept album going through my deep, dark, uh, you know, uh, trauma. But, you know, it, that's for me. But we're presenting it in a way that's uh, cathartic. And that catharsis is the universal part that people connect to. Do you, do you find that? Do you, do you find that that particular strand is is connect you know connecting to to the listeners? Yeah, I think so because they don't need to know the specifics of what what you're being cathartic about. They just hear the energy first, right, and the fact that you're releasing something. And everyone wants to release something in themselves, and so that's what they identify with. And then like later they can get into like what my specifics are. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were talking actually um, when we were setting this up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I just played Thunder Road, which which we played again today yeah. as sort of an intro into the song. And that era of Springsteen. It really does encapsulate that catharsis, that sort of rock and roll sort of spirit. Yeah. Uh, we also were talking about recording songs off of the radio. Mm. Uh, if, if you were to go back in time and find all of these old Maxwell you know, tapes, I had hundreds of tapes with the first second or two cut off of every single yeah. song, right? Yeah. Because you would jam It's an down. art, man. You it's hear it. You, you, and you got to go it, fast, yeah. yeah? Yeah. What were you recording off the radio? You know, the first song that really did it for me was Runaway by Del Shannon. It was in fourth grade. I won a boombox like yours at this Catholic fair in my hometown, and uh, it was the first time I had access to have that power, right? And so just cassettes were full of oldies radio uh, songs like that, and Runaway was the one that really hit me and seemed to be singing about something larger than life and like like the religion and the church that I went to, you know? It's, it's on that level for me. You guys put on a really interesting show, too. Uh, often you can find, you know, I, I see you guys in these, like, bright red suits, and it's like this whole sort of, you know, vibe. It, it, it's, it's, it's a little camp. It's a little lounge. It sort of harkens back a bit to the theatricality of, you know, maybe the New York Dolls and some of these other, like, amazing rock and roll bands. Where did that sort of, uh, where did that come from for you? Where did, where did you kind of pull that st stuff out from? Because, you know, you don't see it much as right. much. Well, you that the camp offsets the earnestness right of the songs it gives you license to sing about very serious things and about yourself and you know tell the audience like we're still having fun here you know and you know in, in Seattle uh, 
we, like not a lot of people are doing that presentation of kitsch and shtick. And uh, so, yeah, we, we really embrace that and love doing that. I think it's, it's part of our sense of humor too. It's just like, that's how we bond as a band. It's like having that camp element. Yeah. yeah. You've over the years, uh, you guys have put out like a, a lot of records and a lot of songs over the years, but you've kind of pared it down to this trio uh, that, that at least that, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are sort of coming and going in it, but this sort of nucleus that, that you're playing with right now with Amy and Ken, you want to talk about your your guys' vibe and where you connect a bit with the music? A- absolutely. Uh, over COVID, we just started uh, getting together once a week, uh, potting together as you had to do back then, and just playing all the time. And we had just lost our uh, fourth band member who moved away. She, she's still a member, but she's just you know she's she's part of us still. But and we just got really tight, came up with all these songs, and it just reset what our priorities are. It reset for me what I wanted to do with music and what I wanted to say with it. And uh, that's the bond I think we always had, but it really came to fore these last three years. And that's what we're presenting now with our last album and then the new one we're working on now. What do you want to say with it? I just want to say that, you know, for people listening, uh, people that went through my thing specifically, it's okay. Like, you can get through the thing you're going through um, and come out the other end and find a way to deal with it. And then to people that didn't go through with it, just say that, like, hey, we're here to play rock and roll and have fun, too. You know, both sides are. That's what Springsteen was good at, like, having the serious and having fun, too, yeah. at once. So. so you do have a new record on the way. You have a Kickstarter uh, currently underway. Uh, GoFundMe, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. GoFundMe, uh, which you can find on the Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats Bandcamp site or uh, presumably the website yeah. as Instagram, well. Instagram, Bandcamp, our site, wherever you want to go and help us out. We, we'd really appreciate it, you know, but musicians. We're not making a lot of money nowadays, and every little bit really, really, really helps. What does that mean in terms of uh, the community around you to sort of be sourced from the people that love the band? versus maybe a corporate uh, you know, entity or something that's looking to monetize the band? I mean, we're not above being monetized by corporations. Fair they just enough. haven't come knocking, you know? So, I mean, that, well, she before uh, the, the session, she was mentioning Cheryl Crow once did a truck ad and got a lot of guff for it. And, you know, uh, that she was... She being Amy. Amy, yeah. So my bandmates, Amy Zoe and Ken Nottingham over here. Uh, but, you know, nowadays it's just, uh, it's, it's a given that independent artists have to, you know, find other ways to subsidize their art, whether it's sponsorship or uh, crowdsourcing like we're doing. And, uh, you know, that's the first step. And or like we do, we play cover gigs where we play weddings or what have you uh, and, you know, get the money coming in. I remember reading an interview with Tom Petty a number of years ago about songwriting and they were sort of pushing him on authenticity. uh, And he was pushing back on this that notion and saying every single time I write a song, I I hope it's a number one hit. He's like, I'm actually trying to write number one hit songs. (laughs) And I always loved that. I think that was uh, yeah. That was very. That was very true. Uh, the perfect sunflower. Um, we're going to take a listen to that. If you're just tuning in, uh, we're, we're talking with Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats. They'll be at Tim's Tavern on Saturday, July 22nd. There is a GoFundMe for the new record on uh, Sam Russell's Bandcamp and website pages, etc. And uh, we are going to listen to something that will likely be on that new record here. Do you want to set it up? Absolutely. Uh, this is a song I wrote over uh, COVID. 
and it was about someone I was seeing at the time. And by the time we came to record it, I didn't really feel like singing it anymore because I didn't really want to think about that person. But then I realized the subtext of the song was about how we got together and played over lockdown together, and it became more about us. And while singing it, I lean into that subtext, and that's what it's about now to me. It's a duet with Amy, it's a duet with Ken, and it's all of us singing together. And so it's something I'm really proud of. That's beautiful. Let's hear it. Thanks, Ian. First time seeing people First time seeing people From March to July From March to July The first time in person With a person in a while When I saw you smile When, when I, I saw your smile, smile After you took off your mask When you took off your mask And took a seat to eat On the wedding's green, green grass It was good to have a good day to have a good Good to have a good day Good to have a good Suddenly, you had to work late When you met me out for a drink The bars had just opened up And we said maybe, maybe a hike at Carkeek Next week Sat on the beach log at sunset. Drink beer from the backpack you brought down. And you told me you were a Christian. In my head, I heard old Christian rock songs. The ones where the purpose. The ones where the purpose is to praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. The ones with a purpose. The ones where the purpose are to just sing, sing along. At the end of the date, I made up my own Christian rock song. It was good. To have a good to have a good to have a good to have a good
couple more weeks gone. Couple more weeks gone. We took the ferry to Vashon. Took the ferry to Vashon. Couldn't believe we talked for so goddamn long. Non-stop ten hours. The stamina power. By, By seeing a halo over the perfect sunflower. When you drop me off, I sat down in shock and had the shivers. Only kindness delivers. It was good to have a good day. 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 To have a good day. To have with you. Nine to one three KBCS Roots Rock and Soul live in the studio with Sam Russell and the Harbor Rats and their latest song called "The Perfect Sunflower." You can catch out uh, all the information about Sam Russell on the Bandcamp site, and you can catch them at Tim's Tavern on Saturday, July twenty second. Thank you so much for coming in, guys. Oh, I tell you what, this was really great. This is great. I really yeah. appreciate it. Ian. Appreciate love it. You. We're gonna close it with. Uh, a song about Adrian Rich, sort of. 91.3, KBCS. <laughs>